So before we get going with today's episode, I just want to let everybody know that this full episode will be available on YouTube. And if you would like to see us make our picks for our um, top 10 hip-hop albums of 2022, you can see them go up on the graphic. So uh, if not, and you just want to go with the audio, well, um, we got a solid episode in store for you today. So either way, thank you all for listening and enjoy. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ease Conversations. Thanks a lot to everyone who listened to the last episode featuring the homie Curtis Daigle. Curtis, you absolutely killed it on here, and we look forward to having you on again down the road. So now for episode 102 of Easy Conversations. I'm extremely excited, of course, to be back in the studio virtually with the homie Matt. Say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a great time right now. It's Christmas vacation for me, so without further ado, I'm just going to crack open my drink. And I'm super excited for tonight's episode because of our guest star and what we're going to be talking about. Um, I mean, you've probably read the title of the episode already, but Eric, why don't you introduce our guest right now? Yep. So we're bringing back for the second time, second year in a row for this exact topic, our annual top 10 hip hop albums episode, bringing on the hip hop guru that is the homie hip hop fiend 85, aka Brandon. So what's up to the people? Hey, what's going on? Thank you very much. Glad to be back a second time. Last year was uh, it was a lot of fun, and I always love these lists. Yep, same here. It's a, one of the episodes I uh, look forward to the most, especially it's one of the, like the first ones that we do on the in the new year. So happy twenty twenty three, everybody listening. And yeah, I mean, um, don't need no more of an introduction than we've already done for this. It's um, it's always a fun one, you know, to share our lists. I always look forward to making my list. It means going back through the catalog of what dropped this year and um, just having a good time listening to albums that we all enjoyed. Um, before we get into our list though, just opening thoughts on what it was like to make your list and overall thoughts on the 2022 hip hop year. Brandon, I'll throw over you first. How was making the list and what were your thoughts on the releases this year? Making the list felt like a school project. Like I think it was, <laughs> there was so much to go through. Uh, it was like a great year for hip hop, like a lot of quality uh, albums. And um, I found I had to literally like break the albums down because there's some like just by name or like had certain songs where I'm like, this has to make it. And then going through it, I'm like, oh, there's it was tough. It was a tough one this year. Matt, what about you? I always start off like the, the grind of listening to the 2022 albums with like, I'm so excited and like I, I go at it hard. I listen to like the albums eight times or whatever. But as the year is going on, I'm like, this is a tough, tough grind, so I slow down. We've had a lot of great albums, though, which helped with the grind. What was tough for me making my list was I lis- listened to a lot of great albums, like, last winter, early on, like, January, February, March. And I'm like, man. And then I kind of forgot about them, and I had to, like, you re-listen to them, and you rediscover them. And that made my list made my list making a lot harder. I'm fairly confident with my list. These are the 10 albums I've listened to the most because I've liked them the most. But no, it was a gr- another great year. I'll be honest, though, the last month I had like fatigue, like listening fatigue, and I had to listen to like rock and country music actually, <laughs> like just to like change it up. I'm like, I like country now a little, but that's topic for another episode. <laughs> it's a product of your environment, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I agree to points that you both made. Like, it, you've kind of forget about those early, early releases in the year like the january to march and uh, rediscovering them is really nice you think like 
there was a lot of great albums that dropped in the summer. And then you think like, oh, those January ones are off the board. But then when you go back, you're like, yeah, no, I really enjoy them a lot when they dropped and overall enjoy them more. So I'm um, not to tip where my picks went there, but it was fun to do. Great year for hip hop. I think overall, like it, there's, I'm leaving a ton of albums that I enjoyed a lot off my list here. And it was hard to make harder than last year's for sure. I don't know about you guys, but it was um, yeah, for sure. a good year. So yeah, I think um, to start off, start us off with our list there i think we'll pass it off to our guests of honor brandon and then we could go me and then matt i feel like to switch up the order from last year though i went last so i'd like to go second you know i had a good good result with the comedy movie characters draft going second so i like the spot for me so right. uh, brandon if you want to kick us off i'll hand it off to you thanks uh, so at number 10 for me i gotta go with uh mayhem loren uh black vladimir like nice super yeah super super dope album all produced by derringer like um yeah i just really loved it like not a bad song on it um the whole album flows perfectly it's got like that very dark vibe which i do think um if there was a little bit more up-tempo beats on there it would have went a little bit higher uh on the list but yeah no just a solid solid project the uh, opening track with Action Bronson, like I, I'm just hoping they come together and make a collaboration album, and uh, it's funny because Action dropped this year too, and I find now musically Mayhem is kind of surpassing him discography wise. Like I just find like just quality quality projects. So uh, yeah, no, that'd be my number ten. Good pick. I I'll be brutally honest. That album completely left my brain making this list. Like I. <laughs> completely forgot about it uh yeah eric what do you got on it was on my list for the longest time but then when doing the re-list i'm like you know what can't because there's others that i enjoyed more but really enjoyed this album i feel like i agree with you too i i think last time we did this episode i said that i was more i knew action and knew mayhem through action and always thought that he was kind of copying action's style but now i find myself liking mayhem loren more then Action Bronson, and that's no slight to Action Bronson, but I think Mayhem just has better lyricism. His flow is, is and voice especially are very unique, and um, yeah, I think he did a great job on this album. I love the chemistry with Derringer. Where this kind of lost me, though, is the back half of the album. I feel like it kind of started to dip in those last five, yeah. maybe six songs. Like, you trigger point therapy with my guy West Side Gun. That's probably the last song I listened to on that album, but... Like, until that point, it just had me, but then, yeah. That's funny, too, because I find that song, when the beat uh, switches up when he comes in, it's, like, one of my favorite beats on the album because it, like, it changed the flow of the album. It got a little more, like, kick drum, a little more bass, and if more of the album kind of flowed like that, I think, yeah, it would have been consistently uh, better and more on the list there. But, yeah, no, overall, like, great album and looking forward to what mayhem does next hopefully another color and like i said like you said i'd love to see him collaborate with action bronze on a full album that'd be awesome to see but no good pick oh, okay i guess it's me now um so my number 10 would be an album i wasn't this came like last second here i had another album at number 10 but this squeaked in based on how much i've been listening to it in the last few weeks so recency oh. bias might be a thing but you know what i truly Really enjoyed this album. So number 10 for me is Quavo and Takeoff, only built for Infinity Links. Great pick, Eric. Reasoning is 
a lot of catchy songs. I feel like this is a return to form for Quavo especially. Takeoff never disappoints whenever he's on the songs with the Migos and his features. And first of all, rest in peace at Takeoff. Like, that devastated me when I found out that Takeoff had passed away. It's very sad. Gone way too soon. And uh, it just makes listening to this album even more um, emotional and... Um, the, the lyrics resonate more with me that knowing that like he's no longer around but I feel like this was peak takeoff and Quavo chemistry off the charts I, uh, I truly hope Offset and Quavo can reconcile their differences as well and if that leads to music between the two of them down the road great but I just think I'd like to see them reconcile like, as family members first and uh, yeah no but this album I, tr- I loved it a lot of bangers one of my a few of my favorite songs of the year on here like to the bone is my favorite song on this album just always plays great album in my opinion what are your guys thoughts i haven't listened to it yet i've heard the like the singles and saw the videos which i did enjoy that era of hip-hop i think just age-wise i kind of passed me um but no i've heard a lot of good things about it. i do have to check it out and when i saw the album pop up i i kind of dismissed it a little but eric's like no listen to it it's actually really good and you know what is a really good album it was in contention to make my top 10 uh i should i'm gonna stop spoiling that and saying it's because maybe it would appear on my list but yeah this one is not on my list and i'm gonna stop doing that so a great pick eric yeah thanks my number 10 it's very a lot of recency bias but i i enjoyed the shit out of this album just blasting and then blasting it in the car the last week i had to go to work it's the mount westmore album snoop cube 40 short with snoop dog ice cube etc and I didn't I, honestly. I would not have listened to this album if it wasn't for your Instagram posts, Brandon, about how much you're like mm. loving it. And I, it's so catchy, and I just, I, I dug the shit out of this album. Just yeah. catchy songs. Uh, I don't know. Did you listen to it, Eric? I had started it. I got maybe three, four songs in. I was doing the groceries that day. I don't know. Maybe wasn't in the mindset for it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't really have too much to offer on it, but I did see online that people were enjoying it. So I'm glad to hear that it didn't disappoint for, for you, Matt and Brandon, I hope for you as well. So I will concede to you now. I loved it. I loved it. It almost, that was like neck and neck for me, like, uh, yeah. coming in. Um, but I loved it. I love the first half. Yeah. I love, uh, like big subwoofer. Um, I'm trying to remember the songs, but like, there's a lot of like early bangers on it. I don't know. It's like a rap supergroup. To me, it's almost like Slaughterhouse, but if you took the biggest artists from the West and put them together, uh, it's, it's just incredible. You got Too Short and Ice Cube, which almost like pretty much like helped start the West Coast. I think the only ones before them are really like Ice T. Um, so, yeah, no, incredible, incredible album. I really loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first half definitely better than the second half of the album, but. Hey, Eric, am I going my number nine now? Like yep. we're doing yeah, the snake we'll do top ten. Snake 10? draft okay. and uh, okay. just keep it going. So yeah, number ten was that. Uh, number nine, this album surprised the shit out of me. I don't know if it was you, Brandon. You told me at work you're like every track's like a banger and like flawless on this album or like just good. But it's a chain noir food for thought. Oh yes, nine. yes. I had to re-listen to this one the other day because it had been a while, but like. There's nothing wrong with this album. It's just like it's super solid all around. I had to include it because I've done a lot of workouts listening to this one. It's just very motivating. Uh, I love her flow. I love her rapping. Good beats. There's nothing I can say more than that. Quick, quick listen. 
Yeah. Did you listen to it, Eric? Yeah, and I actually listened to this when this dropped because I remember hearing Shane Noir on an, uh, an album of mine on my list last year, uh, Coup de Grasse by Ransom and Rome Street. Ah, yes. She's on a song on yes. there. That's how I found out about her. And uh, yeah, I mean, the song Ladies Brunch in particular is one that truly stand stood out to me. Like, I love it. It's the three girls on there. Seven next, the seven, the genius um, and Armani Caesar, who I know from Griselda and um, table for three with 38 special ransom. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's a great album. I feel like she did her thing on here, like dropped a lot of gems. It's a pretty short listen too, but um, I listened to it a lot. See, this is a prime example of something I listened to early in the year when I, for some reason, I made like a top 10 in the month of February, which is insane. And it was pretty high back then. But overall, it fell off later in the year with other albums that dropped. But no, great album. Like, definitely recommend. Yeah. Yeah, really incredible. And same exact for me, because I think it dropped in January. Yep. And uh, I just didn't go back to it. And no, I love that album. I kind of wish I would have listened to it again <laughs> before I put the list together. That's a no. That's a great, great pick. She's a she's incredible, incredible MC, and she dropped another one, uh, halfway through the year too, not too long ago. Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but that was also good. She's a she's a quality artist. She's really good. My next one is one that I'm pretty sure is gonna be well. I know it's gonna be higher because it hasn't been here yet. Um, you're gonna be higher on both your guys' lists most likely. King's Disease Three, Nas and Hit Boy. It's my number nine pick of the year. Um. In my opinion, better than KD2, possibly better than KD1. And it might be the best release he's had in these last three years, in my opinion. Like, I, tr- I really loved this album. I thought it was fantastic. Then, this isn't even a complaint, it's just a comment. Is I don't know any of the songs by name other than Thun and Beef. Because I always listen to it from start to finish. And they just flow extremely well one to the next. Nas just keeps getting better and better it seems somehow and uh, I hope he keeps releasing albums with Hit Boy because um, this is a, a truly impressive listen and especially like, I named Thun and Beef as standouts particularly Beef like, I absolutely love that song the beat on that it just always gets me fired up and uh, just him again rapping from the perspective of um, something else like as Beef so I think it's a awesome album and that song and no features on here too which is unreal i thought there were going to be some hidden features when i saw the track list and um, there aren't that many artists that can leave you satisfied and not disappointed when you go into an album seeing no features expecting features and then getting no features and being happy with it still so yeah Nas just killing the game kd3 is my number nine album of the year yeah, definitely a great pick. Uh, I'll have I have it higher on the list there, but um, yeah, no, amazing, amazing. It's funny you said beef because that's one of the ones I know. Like I wrote out too because that's like vintage Nas, like rapping from the perspective of a gun, uh, rapping the story backwards. Now he's rapping in the perspective of beef and what could come out of it, like a mature version of those other songs, which is uh, like really amazing, like incredible, incredible album. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it some more, so I'm not going to say anything right now. <laughs> Brandon's going to talk about it. It's on his list. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> My number nine is going to be uh, Logic Day. Logic, Final Days. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that just speaks for this year that it's number nine. Like, it, there's not a bad track on it. Uh, it's his last album with Def Jam. Uh, the Beats, 
as always, like he creates like amazing beats like Tetris, uh, the quasi one where we're supposed to get that Mad Lib Logic album. And uh, he kind of it's not done by Mad Lib the beat, but it's very Mad Lib esque. And it just makes you want that album to drop. Uh, I think it's called Magic, which is also an amazing title. Uh, but yeah, no, back to the album. I thought it was great. Uh, the only things I could say about it, I find, was the uh, intros. Even though I get the idea of tying it into his last Def Jam album, they kind of dragged on. After every track, it was a little much. Uh, Funk Flex being on it, I found like we got that already with uh, Tyler and then, of course, Kendrick, who really brought that out. Uh, so that, too, I thought was a little bit... Uh, kind of played out a bit but overall like great great album the features blue and exile like he reached underground uh he got guys like russ who's been like killing it on the features this year uh dj Premier, like it's just a well curated album and uh no really really enjoyed that one yeah i thought it was a great album too logic makes everything like effortless like the way he raps it's like flawless he's so good at it um so i think my problem with like when I listen to one of his one of his albums, I can't like differentiate the different songs. It all just flows into like one big piece for me, and I think I get tired of listening to him quicker than I do like other rappers. So, uh, but no, this was a great album. I just I don't know if I'm a Logic fan anymore. I love this album, honestly. It um, did not make my list. It's uh, my favorite release of Logic's in years, honestly. And the thing with Logic is every single time he dropped an album, which he did at least one per year since 2014, even before that when he was dropping mixtapes. Yeah. I always liked them. Like the first few lists, I'm like, all right, this is good. But then you kind of, I just forgot about them. This one, though, I did go back to quite a bit. And then on my um, Apple Music replay of the year, this is one of the ones I listened to the most. But... It's a, it's a long one, like 30 songs. And to your point, Brandon, about all the like the little skits, I actually love the skits. It's one of the rare times that I never skip them in an album. Like all the voicemail messages and like for some reason, I think the song I listen to the most or one of them anyways is the Tony Revolori one because of the oh, beat. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know why like, I love that skit. And um, yeah, like you said, the features are really good. Like you had the game on there, Royce. Um, who else? Wiz, Action Bronson. So, and like you said, some underground features as well. So I found that he did a, he, f- he found a great balance between new school and old school. And I love the beats on here, like true to the title, Vinyl Days. It has an old school yes. feel to it. And um, yeah, his best project coming out of retirement for sure. I don't want to talk about Bobby Tarantino 3, but this is like, <laughs> really great. Like I actually quite enjoyed it so i would recommend this as well it flows well like one song to the next oh, it's really good stuff so number eight uh joel ortiz and king cook uh king crooked <laughs> uh rise and fall of slaughterhouse um this is one that i really i didn't think it was gonna make it and i kind of like x'd it off like i was like no nah, it's not gonna do it and then i listened back to it and like i'm blown away by it i, I love it like Obviously, the lyrics in it, like, they just go off on it. Um, I was a huge, I still am a huge Slaughterhouse fan. And when that Glasshouse project didn't drop and then everything with Joe Budden happened, it, like, it was really disappointing. It was like the industry, they came together against the industry and then the industry kind of took them apart. And uh, it was rough to see. Even in the lead up to the album, they had a live 
with uh, Roy stood alive with Joe Budden, and then uh, Joel Ortiz jumped on it. It was pretty hard to watch to see them going back and forth. Uh, but the album, the material that's on this is just incredible. Uh, the best songs are the ones where they talk about what happened, like Vacancy, uh, Smoke, uh, Sorry. Like those songs are just incredible. And sometimes when you get artists like uh, Ortiz or King Crooked, the beats don't match the flow. They're not quality wise. It might not be as good, but I found like on this one, everything just meshed perfect. It, the beats are incredible. They have the best chemistry. They always were my two favorite out of the group. And uh, yeah, I can't stop listening to it. I remember you telling me about it at work, Brandon, to listen to it. And I really like this album too. It's just not one that I went back to, I guess. It felt to like the wayside of like me forgetting about it. The thing is, I don't know anything about Joel Ortiz or King Crooked. Like I didn't, I have no history with them, right? So right, uh, right. I'm just not as a hip, like a hip hop head like you, right? So I don't... <laughs> I have no historical no, for uh, sure. love to them, yeah. That's one of the things with me, because I remember when Joel Ortiz was signed to Aftermath and just wanting that album to drop when he had like songs like Brooklyn and Hip Hop and then Crooked Eye being signed to Death Row after Snoop and Tupac and everything, wanting that album to drop. Uh, so yeah, no, I really came up with them, which probably creates a bias with me. Yeah, me, like, I only listened to it the one time. I did enjoy it, but um, like I don't. I also don't have the same attachment to joel and king crooked like if anything i was probably more of into like the mainstream royce pick and joe budden i don't really know if i ever really was a huge fan of his but i did like slaughterhouse and um they're uh, like the welcome to our house album i'm pretty sure is what it was called it had a few solid yeah. songs on there um but yeah it's uh i remember following along with all the drama that was going on with the instagram live there that you reference there. i didn't watch the whole thing and keeping up with all the interviews like it was a lot like a lot was going down at the same time like around the time that this album was dropping there but um yeah no, it was a solid listen the first when i did listen to it but um not it was also an early release so i didn't go back to it too much but um yeah no it is a solid album though so my number eight now would be one that could have been higher and for sure is higher on like end of year list for most people i think but would be It's Almost Dry by Pusha T for me. Damn. Big Pusha T fan will preface by saying that. And by big, I mean, like, I don't know Clips' music, but I know Pusha T from the last few years there. And I always find that he de does deliver. He's um, underrated, as a, like, undercover, one of the best rappers out. I think people know that, but, like, not everyone does. And uh, Daytona was my second favorite album of 2018. What makes Daytona better than It's Almost Dry, though, is that no songs are wasted. It's only seven songs, Daytona, whereas It's Almost Dry is only 12 songs. But there are a couple that, in my opinion, Pusha is a little too comfortable on. He's kind of on autopilot cruise control on this album. But it's enjoyable for me nonetheless. I just wish that he had taken maybe more risks and um, tried some different things. But overall, like the songs I love on here, I absolutely love. Like, just Brambleton to start, Let the Smokers Shine the Coop, Dreaming of the Past, Neck and Wrist, it could keep going there, but um, great album, and uh, Pusha T deserves the respect that many put on his name. So that's my number eight pick. It's almost dry. Yeah, lyrically, yeah, he's incredible. Uh, the metaphors, everything. I loved where he went with the beats. Just a lot of, like, bass-heavy beats. Uh, I really love that. Um, the only thing I could say is, uh, like the Coke raps, mm -hmm. 
It's like, how many metaphors could you come up with? And he keeps doing it, and they're always good. Uh, but it's like, it gets to a point where I'm like, oh, like, like, let's hear something else. Maybe get a little personal or like yeah. further out. I know he likes to make the uh, comparison to like Scorsese. Um, but Scorsese made a Kings of Comedy. Scorsese did different movies. It's just not all Goodfella. So I, that would be my only... Uh, critique of it but a great album like i really did enjoy it same here i listened to it when it dropped uh maybe only listened to it like three three times though and maybe that's why it's not as high as you have it eric okay. um i have no like push it t to me is like i don't know enough like i don't i have never listened to daytona or mm. like I, i'm sleeping on him right so He's a great artist. His yeah. he has his albums are amazing. Yeah, the uh, the one with the barcode on it that that album still yeah, blows yeah. me away. Yeah, my name is my name. Shout yeah, there to, it is. Uh, okay, I mean, um, I need to get on it then. You did sum him up pretty well though, Brandon. Like, how many times can you rap about coke and different? He does do it differently though, right? Like, he has some lines on this that really like made my head spin. Like, I've been breaking down the coins as I'm chopping up the bricks. Level up to each level. Super Mario exists. Like, just some, some pretty cool raps, in my opinion. And um, he does try different things, but it always does come back to Coke. Yeah. And uh, you know what? I, I, I don't get sick of it, personally. <laughs> but, you know, I could definitely say that's a completely valid uh, criticism. Like, I would like to see him expand on. Like, he has a daughter, I'm pretty sure. And, yeah. uh, like, I'm pretty sure. Like, I know his music well, and yeah. I know for sure. So, um, yeah, rap about her, like, some family stuff. I don't know. But, and that's why, because he's so talented. That's why I'd like to hear a different perspective. Uh, if the clips came back together, it'd be pretty cool because his brother Malice, which now goes by No Malice, uh, turned into a Christian rapper. So that would be a really cool album to hear, like what that's about, where, what direction it goes. Uh, they did do a song together recently that was really good. But uh, yeah, no, yeah, great artist, great pick. Cocaine Church coming soon, hopefully. My number eight. Back okay. to you. Back to back. Okay, my number eight. I don't know. Should this be higher, lower? This is a big album. Controversial, maybe. It's Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Okay, I didn't know what to think the first time I listened to this album. Didn't know what to think the second time. I kept re listening to this album since it came out. And I came to the realization that it's a great album, but there's some, just some, some of the stuff he did, I don't know if it was like artistic choice, but I, I wasn't a fan of, but like, I can't let that smear the whole album. Like it's a very, very solid music, um, like ambitious, very ambitious and like gutsy, you know, like the song anti-diaries. It's like, not a lot of people are going to like talk about that or admit that and First time I heard We Cry Together, I was like, holy shit, this is annoying. But then the more I listened to it, I'm like, you know, there's some stuff that you're like, okay, like, I don't know. I I, I was more um, sympathetic with him, I guess. I don't know. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, one of the greatest. You guys talk about it, and I'm sure you have something to say. I'll be visiting that album uh, later on, but uh, I love it. And that We Cry Together, it it's a, like they're saying the most vile things to each other 
but at the same time drop in like real gems and real comments of today's society yeah. whether our like with R. Kelly, with women, like there's a lot of valid points on either side, which I think that whole album is full of, which I mean, yeah, incredible, incredible. Yeah. And like you, Matt, like when we talked about it on the pod, like months ago, we both weren't crazy about it. It was probably one of our least favorite Kendrick albums, but it is like um, fine wine. You go back to it or you have to let it breathe a little, like, dabble with it a few times and then you truly do appreciate it. Like, yeah, this is a great album. So yeah, my perception and perspective on it changed with time as well. And um, yeah, it's not one that you can just take at face value first listen and be like, oh, this is amazing right away. Like some people did, I feel like, but wasn't the case with me and you, it seems so. Um, and that's the beauty yeah, of music, me. right? Like that your opinion can change and uh, that you can appreciate like more complex. Like no one drops albums like this in 2022. So, no, great album. I agree. Um, okay, I'm going to jump into my number seven. Probably the most surprising album on my list. Would never have listened to it if it wasn't for Brandon. This artist actually follows Brandon on uh, Instagram, fun fact. Uh, the album is Start to Finish. Yes. By Terminology and Paul Wall. Nice. Didn't know anything, like, don't know anything about them, uh, except from what you told me, Brandon. I listened to this album. This is the album I listened to after work in my car this summer, blasting, and like, blasted, waiting in the traffic. You know, I had nothing else to do, Try like, an hour drive home every day. Again, starts out like no asterisks, ask permission, you know, uh, Thailand, recognize my car. I like that. I like that song a lot. Like the beats hit. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, that's my song. That's my song of the year. Recognize my my car. car. Oh, my God. I can't stop listening to it. That's my like my favorite song of the year. Yeah. So, no, the first like maybe the first like actually it's only 10 songs in the album now that I see it just carried me home from work straight bangers don't know anything about these artists to be honest just <laughs> really enjoy this album um i haven't heard of this album and the website that i'm on like to make the graphic right now does not have this album for me to pull from so i just put a picture of paul wall where that album should go so i'm sorry terminology or paul wall if you're watching this like that's like i just couldn't find you on there but um, yeah, no, I haven't heard of this album, so I'll uh, I'll check it out. Number seven, and uh, I always see Brandon whenever you post something related to terminology or even Static Selecta, perhaps like terminology oh, comes yeah. through with the comments. So um, he sees you, love to see it. He's a dope artist, uh, very personable. Like it's crazy to talk to him, and that's an incredible album. That's like, uh, that's boom bap. That's just yeah. like a straight boom bap album. Uh, Paul Wall. I've, I said it before, I don't know if I said it before, but I was never a huge Paul Wall fan, like with the whole South emergence with him and stuff. Uh, but to hear him on Static Selecta beats and with terminology is just like, wow, he blows me away. Uh, it's funny because even my wife, that's like one of her favorite albums of the year. We went up for a trip and she's like, put that one on. And it's not the <laughs> one you would think she would ask for. Uh, incredible pick. Such a dope, dope album. So I'm going to go with my number seven now, which is by an artist that I didn't really know much of other than his name and had seen on a few features from the very few artists in the late 2010s and um, always got good reviews. So I was like, all right, I'll check this guy's music out. And it's called Few Good Things by Saba. If you've heard this album. No. No, I have not. 
Yeah, I've heard the name before, but uh, I don't think I've ever really checked out his, uh, his music. So he's an artist out of Chicago. And um, this I would compare again to Nas in the sense that I don't really know the song names because this I just play start to finish and it just flows very beautifully, if you will, from one song to the next. The song Slap, it's a, mi a good mix of like some bangers with lyrical content in each of them. And he kind of reminds me of Kendrick in a sense that he's rapping about very, like making a lot of social commentary, but also making it very listenable and catchy, like I said. And he has a, a song with Crazy Bone on there as well. And whenever there's like a Bone Thugs and Harmony feature on a song, like it just has that signature Bones vibe. And that's one of my favorites on there. It's called Come My Way. Um, but the whole thing just slaps. So strong recommend. It's um it's a thinker, but I think you'll see the comparison I, I've made to Kendrick when and if you listen to this album. So it's called Few Good Things by Saba. And this is a perfect example of album that dropped extremely early in the year. This was like January 14th, I'm pretty sure. And I loved it. It was my favorite album for the longest time. And then I stopped listening to it. And as I restarted re-ranking re albums, I'm like, I can't leave this album off my list. And um, put it ahead of some albums that I did enjoy like a lot, like Nas, Push, and Quavo and Takeoff. But I think it merits that spot and not talked about enough, honestly. It got good reviews, but it doesn't get brought up, I think, on top 10 lists. And for me, it is anyways, one of my favorites. So, Few Good Things by Saba. Nice. I'll have to check that one out. Yeah, same here. So, I'm going to go with uh, Fife Dog Forever. Okay. Huge Tribe Called Quest fan. Like, huge. Uh, his first album, solo album, we released, uh, Ventilation. Didn't get a lot of love. Uh, it was incredible. And... Uh, since he passed, I remember them talking about this album. I'm just waiting for it to come out. And I'm glad they took their time with it because they really did him justice. Uh, it's just classic Fife. You have storytelling, like on Only a Coward. Uh, great storytelling about like the women's abuse and stuff like that. Uh, Nutshell Part 2 is just like lyrically insane. Uh, Busta Rhymes, Red Man. Uh, Dare Dilla, Dilla Tribute. He's got the... Busta on a chorus of another song, which is very tribe, native tongue-esque. Uh, he just kept it true to that sound. Almost like the Tribe Called Quest album, uh, the last one, we got it here. We got it from here, thanks for everything. It's along those same lines. And I know he uh, spent the last 10 years of his life working on it. And um, it just, it's kind of bittersweet because it sounds like an album that's like he sounds full of life he just got a kidney transplant he's talking about his kids his wife it's not someone that's like preparing to leave uh which is makes it bitter pretty bittersweet and uh he's got a my favorite song uh french uh french kiss toi uh ode to montreal women i'm from montreal so oh. to hear oh man to hear him rap about Montreal, he's talking about clubs, La Boom, uh, 738, like places I've went to, like the whole strip, drinking Molson beer. Like I flipped out. I heard that. I flipped out. Uh, he's on it with Redman. Illa J, who is uh, uh, Jay Dilla's brother, he actually moved to Montreal. So I think that's probably where the connection hit. Uh, so that made it really personable. Uh, his mom... She's a teacher and a poet, so she recites a poem on there. Very, like, very emotional. A lot of recordings from him as a kid. 
just overall incredible. Like, I couldn't stop playing it. Yeah, I agree with you, Brandon. Phenomenal album. It was in consideration for my list. I don't know why I didn't make it, but like phenomenal stuff. And you told me you were so happy. You were so excited when you told me about it at work. You were like, oh, there's a song about Munch. I remember that day. So and I listened to it in the car that like on my way home that day. Yeah, phenomenal album. I agree. Uh, that's another one for me that, again, I listened to the one time, liked it a lot, but didn't go back to it. So um, I don't have too much to say on it, but I did remember enjoying it a lot. One that, uh, again, in a stacked year, I didn't um, dedicate enough time to for um, my list. For uh, number six, which this might be one of those ones where it's all like, ah, it should be higher. Uh, but it's uh, Absol, Herbert. Like, it, it blew me away. And I what, we've had, what, like two weeks with it, I think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, something like that. And I can't stop listening to it. The, the beats... The flow, he's like super personal on it, of course. Um, it's just incredible. To me, it's just like an incredible, incredible album. Message in a Bottle, the way it starts off, like so strong. Uh, lyrical songs, no report card. F-O-M-F, uh, just sounds like a, like a vintage TDE. Like you can hear J-Rock on that. Like it just, it sounds incredible. Uh, yeah, I just, I couldn't stop Church on the Move. It's it's really dope, and it's an album that was rumored to have Jay Z on it, and usually that like it shuts it down, and I didn't I didn't miss him not being on it. I didn't like think back and be like oh but, like it wasn't even a thought in my mind. Uh, I think I think it's gonna be probably my favorite album he's ever released. Like I think it's just up there. Like it's really really incredible, and I do think maybe this time next year I'm gonna be like should have been higher. <laughs> Love that pick. I only listened to it once, once and a half, honestly. Loved it, though. Like, I was a big fan of it. I remember we were talking about it in anticipation of the album dropping and thinking, like, oh, could this end up on the top 10? I didn't think it could. Glad to see it's on your list. It didn't make mine because I didn't listen to it enough, but I really love this album. Did not disappoint. It's been six years since we've had a, an Absol album, and uh, he did his thing on here. A lot of, like, he was very personal on here, and, Got very open about stuff that he's been dealing with throughout these last six years. Um, the song that surprised me the most, and one of the ones I enjoyed the most, honestly, was Go Off with Russ and Big Sean. Especially yes, Big Sean's yes. verse. Like, he's someone that I haven't really been a huge fan of in the last few years. Big Sean, like, I was a fan of him as he was coming up. But his feature is insane. Like The flow switch up he did at the end of his verse is nuts. Good chorus and um, yeah, some great uh, and good Russ verse as well. Yes. Um, no, really good album. Um, I would agree, one of his best albums. Like, could be his best. Yeah, I'm gonna be really honest. You might, <laughs> my hip hop membership might have to be thrown in the garbage. I have no idea who Absol is or what this album is. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think that's. A, but the off accurate yeah, comment. The optimistic it. At least now I, you know what? I'm going to spin it around. I've discovered something new. to Like, I've learned something new, so that's good. I'm going to check this out right away. And it's a good album to start with him. It's a it's okay. a great album, and then go back. Like, yeah, no, he's great. He's great. He kind of got uh, overshadowed by, like, Kendrick and Schoolboy mm. Q. Uh, but, no, he's he's amazing. Amazing, okay. amazing. But that's the thing, right? Like, Absol is not by any means a household name. Like, if you know Top okay. Dog Entertainment, you'll know, you'll probably know who he is, but he's like, he never blew up more than that. Like, I've, I've been a fan of his for a long time because I know of Top Dog Entertainment. 
but he's like I would say more underground than he's never had a song on the radio. So like, there's no not hasn't okay. been much exposure for him. But if you know okay. about him, like you know he's a dope rapper. So I wouldn't be too hard on yourself, Matt, for that one. <laughs> no, okay. no. <laughs> uh. So I'll run to six. No, it's no, that no, was your six, and now it's my my six. And oh yeah, I was six. One that was higher for me as the year like, was earlier in the year, dropped as I did the re-listen, but I think is appropriately ranked for me since the 2020s have begun. Every year I've had a Boldy James album on here, and the one that I'll be putting on is Killing Nothing with Real Bad Man. So this is the first album that he dropped this year, first of four. And um, I loved all of the albums that he put out this year. This might um, there might be some Boldy James fatigue among us as we speak, but I am not one of those people. I feel like everything he drops, like it just resonates. Not resonates. I just like it, even though he does rap about the same thing every single time. But he finds a way to make it sound kind of different. And you know what? It's enough for me. I'll. Um, <laughs> The, all the albums he dropped have like a slight different um, style to them. This one is more, I would say, dark, gritty. But um, the, these are some of his best choruses, in my opinion. The, um, one of the things you could criticize about Boldy James is that his delivery is always like very monotone. But I fe- find that he really played into like, his deep voice and making those like ominous choruses on here. Some great um, double entendres and metaphors, references, what have you. Yeah, this is the one that I can run start to finish. Maybe a couple of skips here and there because there is some repetition. But overall, that's the one I enjoyed of his the most. And um, like when I work out, it's an album that I will throw on there. So um, that would be mine. Killing Nothing by Boldy James and um, Real Bad Men. That's one of those ones for me where I listened to it at the beginning of the year. I got the vinyl. I loved it. And then I just never went back to it. Um, even trying to think of some songs, songs back, I've got to, uh, I got to revisit that one, but I do remember like really enjoying it enough to like go and find the vinyl, uh, really good pick, strong pick. I agree. Strong pick. This one's been on my phone since it's come out. I've been re-listening to it periodically since it's come out. Very solid. Just didn't make the cut for me. For my number six, I have soul sold separately. Freddie Gibbs or Soul Sold Separately, nice. Freddie Gibbs. I'll be honest, first time I listened to it, I was like, it's good, but man, it sounds nothing like Bandana or uh, Alfredo. And I was like, okay, it's a little more commercial sounding, in my opinion, or generic. But you know, the more I listened to it, I loved it. Some funny voice messages in there, too, Joe Rogan. Um, I don't know. This one I listened to a lot in the morning, super early, driving to work, pitch black. I don't know. I just like good vibes with this album. Freddie's rapping is phenomenal. Like Freddie's one of my fra- favorite rappers. It's probably why it's at number six right now. Like, very solid album in my opinion. They said yeah. it couldn't be done, you know. And um, I think <laughs> I do think that the expectations were very high for this album. It's the first time for me going into it that I was a little nervous because he wasn't collaborating with one producer for the entirety of the album. So I, I was this, like the stakes were high, and there's a lot to lose in my opinion. But I do think that he delivered with everyone he collaborated with. And there's a nice concept to it as well. Like, welcome to the Triple S Hotel. I like the voicemails too, honestly. Um, Kevin Durant's one was like, it's just like, 
very on brand. I don't know much about Kevin Durant, but just him saying, hey, yo, it's KD, where you at? Just, like, makes sense for some reason. And um, some of them are pretty funny, like Joe Rogan, um, Jeff Ross. But, like, on the rap side of things, like, Freddie did get personal on this album, right? Like, he did switch up. He's also someone who's known to mix in a lot of coke rap. And I, I love that he showed some growth on here. Like, um, on um, Rabbit Vision, where he addresses his uh, falling out and reconciliation with Young Jeezy. Love that. Love that for him. But, uh, no, great pick. I mean, uh, might be talking about it later, so I'll leave it at that. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, most definitely will. Uh, okay. So, uh, right. but yeah, no, amazing, incredible album. And it's funny, I'll say uh, now though, it's funny you say it sounded more uh, commercial. It's his, it's his first major label debut. Uh, okay. So all his other albums have all been independently uh, released, and that's why it did have that different feel. It did have, uh, it just felt more cinematic. Like mm-hmm. incredible album. I I really really enjoyed it. Sweet. Um, jumping to my number five now. I got KRS one. I M A M C R U one two. Nice. This album. Let me tell you. Let me tell you first the reason why it's number five. I I'm not gonna lie. Like the beats are nothing to write home. Like the beats are good. Nothing to write home about. But like it's KRS's flow and his rapping that like impressed the shit out of me. Cause the man is not, the man is not young and he's still like doing it and. The first song is all about that. Like, half the songs are all about that. And I listened to this at the gym a lot. Like, before I moved out to the country, this was, like, my main song when I lived in the city, going to the gym, just blasting it. Like I said, it's all about, like, KRS's flow and rapping. That song in the beginning where he's like, I'm just going to go straight bars and, like, he doesn't stop. And then, like, raw hip-hop, crazy, can you dance? Yeah, that song, can you dance? Yeah. I don't know. There's so many good songs on this. I, I like boom bap galore, I guess. Uh, Brandon talk of like, you, you know, so much more about KRS oh. and BDP and all that. Like it's a, yeah, no, it's, it's an amazing, amazing album. Uh, I was actually listening to it. Like, I think like maybe 40 minutes before we started this. Uh, nice. I love it. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And, um, yeah, he had, he's been around since the eighties. He's someone that saw hip hop come out. Like he's from the, he moved to the Bronx at a young age. Uh, he was there from the beginning. And to see uh, like that caliber of MC, and he could still spit it as like good today, and some ways better. Like, uh, no, I love it. Uh, his energy, uh, his love of hip-hop, um, it just all comes together perfectly. I remember seeing the title for it. I'm like, what is this title? <laughs> and then when he finally says it in the album, I was like, oh, of course. Like, yeah. So even just that little nugget, like, uh, no, he always surprises me. Uh, he's been putting out an album almost every year uh, for the longest time, and they're all quality. Like, that's a really, like, that's a great pick. That's, that's like, hip-hop history. Like, amazing. Revoke my hip hop uh, membership card because I have not checked this album out. I honestly barely know Karis One's discography, so that's probably a, a blind spot of mine. But honestly, I don't feel that bad. There's too many people to always be keeping up with, so it's all good. But I'll definitely check this one out, Matt. Um, number five on the list, Gots Two, and I probably should go back to listen to Karis One's earlier stuff. I would assume is his best material, but I'm sure there's other stuff along the way that. Um, 
could enjoy. But yeah, no, I haven't heard it, so I have um, nothing to say on this one. For my number five, I said we'd be talking about it later. Well, now is later. So my number five is Freddie Gibbs, Soul Sold Separately nice. as well. Very happy with this album, honestly. I remember I listened to it when it dropped. I was in London coming back to Ottawa, and that was the first thing I had to play. Because there were four albums that dropped that day, but that had to be the first one. And I was just smiling, listening to it the whole time. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of great features on here. And like you said, Matt and Brandon, it did have a different feel to it, right, for the commercial aspect and major label debut. So kind of expected, but that can lead to some worry going into it. But I, I don't mind those songs at all. Like, zipper bags, too much. Um, like, I don't know, feel no pain. Like, is that going mainstream? Like, I think that's just a great song with Raekwon, yeah. Anderson Pock. Um, I love the song with DJ Paul as well, as well. P-Y-S, mm-hmm. um, Pusha T, Gold Rings. I would yeah. love a Pusha T, Freddie Gibbs collab album with some shades of Paul Molive in there. Throw that in the sink. Let him cook. <laughs> um, yeah, no, great album. And like Dark Hearted, again, is another song where he addresses some personal things. And um, Freddie Gibbs yeah. is someone who is very controversial, has a lot of beef with a lot of artists. Like I hate to see him and Benny the Butcher have this beef. And neither of them put out diss songs. It's all like snatching chains on Instagram and stuff. I'd love to see them reconcile. But um, yeah, so no, I sold, sold separately. I got, like I said earlier, I was a little nervous about and uh, it didn't disappoint. It's still like I still probably prefer Alfredo and maybe even Bandana to this. But I think it's another great addition to Freddie Gibbs's catalog. He did say that this might be his last album, which I hope is not the case. But if it is, I think that's a great a great album to go off on, and um, like he showed some growth, talked, rapped about some different things. So it would be a great album to walk away from the rap game with. So nothing but love for Gangsta Gibbs, and uh, he did his thing on here. Yeah, no, great pick, and uh, I'll be going that very soon. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So number five, like. So this was the hardest part of the list. I, I kind of like broke it up into sections. And uh, five and up was like super difficult. Every album that's on there is one I was anticipating, like just okay. super hard. And it kind of shocked me that it fell in this spot. Uh, but for five is uh, Joey Badass 2000. Whoa. Um, yeah, I thought it was going to be like for the longest, it was top three, top one. Um, but going back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but that just speaks to like what got released this year. Uh, this album's incredible. Um, I love that it's a sequel in sorts to 1999. It has that vibe. Uh, he's stuck with Static Selecta, who produces like at least half of the songs on this album. Um, I love Diddy starting it out, almost being like, because Joey Badass is more of a mellow. He's not really someone that's screaming on the mic. So to get Diddy in there screaming on it for him and then also ending the album the same way, I thought was just genius. Uh, Make Me Feel. I I think I lost it when I heard that album. Like, he snaps. When Joey gets into a deep growl and just completely snaps on a record, uh, I don't know. It's one of the best things in hip-hop. And I found, like, he just killed that. Um... Brand new with West Side Gun is amazing. Uh, I don't know. Eulogy. Like every song on here is just incredible. And it just fits the vibe so good. Zip codes. Uh, yeah, zip codes and eulogy 
they sound like they were made in the same sessions for 1999. They just have that grimy boom bap feel. Yeah, no, I just, I can't say enough good things about it. Even like the uh, Chris Brown song where it's more of the love style type songs, even those ones still hit. Uh, Survivor's Guilt, he gets, like, we haven't really heard him talk about Capital Steez. Um, so to hear him talk about it, to hear him address the album and kind of why it didn't get released with family issues, uh, that was really, like, that was a real touching track. Um, Absol on it's incredible. Uh, I don't know, the whole album just hits. Like, I love the feel. I just, I couldn't stop listening to it. It's one of the ones I played the most this year. I'll be honest, I've listened to this album twice only, and I'm going to have to re-listen to it. I, I I liked it, I just didn't think it had a chance of making my list. And I'm not the Joey Badass like connoisseur or appreciate him as much as you guys, so I'm, I'm just going to need to go back. I, uh, I regret not giving this one many more chances, so... Yeah, no, I've been a Joey fan from day one. Like 2012 is when I discovered him for the first time, and like, he really did his thing on this album. Like, there's very few songs I don't like. Like, um, when I remember we were talking about it when this album dropped there, but when I heard West Side Gun on Brand New 911, I was fired up. I knew he was on the album, obviously, <laughs> there, but you just hear those ad libs in the background. Like, honestly, every song slaps. The only one I don't like is Welcome Back with Chris Brown. But that's like a very minor critique. I think overall the vibes are very positive. Like it, this is a summer album in my books. And it also plays out through the winter. Because he, he does address a lot of important like personal stuff going on in his life. And that, that he's had to deal with in the last five years. And even more than that. Like when he was a teenager. When his mentor and best friend like, committed suicide. So Joey has seen a lot. And like there's a lot of growth on this album. Like A lot of great music. It's a fantastic album honestly and i think like he's needed for new york hip-hop he's he is like the embodiment of brooklyn he his voice his flow like he is that child of 90s new york hip-hop and uh i just i hope he keeps releasing it was a long wait and uh he didn't disappoint and it's just yeah it's incredible the growth like you said it's really been really dope release I do hope he drops more consistently as well. Like maybe not every year. Like he's someone that you probably need a couple no. of years off to appreciate his music even more to not be oversaturated with. But I agree. He is one of those voices that we need more from New York. And um, I'm glad he, he went back kind of to boom bap on this album as well. Like kind of like 1999 was like this, is a continuation of that with 2000. So who knows what 2001, um, what kind of space odyssey he's got in, plans for us so um no great pick yeah so number four we all talked about it freddie gibbs uh soul sold separately um not much more i could say about it but uh yeah like you said nervous um i don't know there's certain artists that i love so much and that have like such a great body of work you do get nervous when they drop uh and when i saw i'm not like i we were talking about earlier especially with my age range like I'm not the biggest fans of like a Offset, a Moneybag Yo, even a Rick Ross. But those are like some of my favorite songs on the album. Like those songs are incredible, especially uh, Pain and Strife. Uh, and Gibbs, he's 40. Uh, I love how it shows in his music. With that uh, Offset song, the way he flips Bone Thugs for the love of money, like is incredible. Um, the way he flips uh, Me and My Bitch uh, with, from Biggie, uh, 
which basically with gold rings, which is basically him talking about Coke with Pusha T, I thought was like really good. Um, one of my favorite Tupac songs is Lord Knows, and that's what he does for uh, Rabbit Vision. Oh, uh, no, was it Rabbit? No, sorry. Space um, Rabbit? Not Rabbit, uh, Grandma Stove. Yeah, Grandma Stove, where he says uh, uh, his opening line between before every verse is, is the same one Tupac uses in Lord Knows, which is another very personal song. Probably. So that one hit. Yeah. yeah, that one like that one hit uh, like really hard. So I love that you could tell he's a true hip hop fan. I love that he put it into this his big major label debut, which did have more of a commercial feel. But he did put those little tidbits in there. One of the ones where every list, every song I went by, like you could listen, you could take that song, any song and put it in a playlist and it plays perfect. And then as an album with the casino theme, with everything, it fits into that amazing. So that's uh, pretty rare. You don't get that uh, all the time now. But uh, yeah, no, we've all talked about it. Incredible, incredible album. Good stuff. Yeah, I mean, at this point, like, nothing else to add. Just great. I yeah. love to see Freddie on everybody's list there. Nice little diagonal, too, on the graphic. I just love <laughs> So my number four album is one that I never would have thought I'd have on my list, honestly. Like someone I really honestly discovered, like, a few years ago, but he's been around forever. And it's um, Cheat Codes by uh, Danger Mouse and uh, Black Bond. Nice. Oh, That's... so glad you have that. Yeah, that's an incredible album. That's a, that's a rare one where I heard it. I'm like, oh, this is a classic. This is a classic album. Like, off the bat, first listen, I'm like, I don't know. There's nothing better. Like, right away. Incredible. Instant, yeah. you're like, all right, we're in one here. Like, this is going to be a good album. And I did not disappoint. Tons of replay value on here. Black Thought is someone who I really got or found out about through some like random little Griselda features here and there. Like he's on a song with Benny on a, his EP, the plugs I met. And um, I was like, who is this guy? And he's little, little did I know kind of, kind of famous legendary rapper, but um, I've listened to his albums like here and there. None of them really stuck. Like I'm stuck with me for replay value. Like his lyricism is always on point, but on here it's the production that really made it that these are songs I always wanted to go back to. Like, because with Joey, um, The Darkest Part with Raekwon, Cheat Codes sometimes, Strangers with ASAP Rocky, Run the Jewels, Salt Water yeah. with Kanye, like uh, Conway the Machine. All of the um, the features on here are crazy. And, um, Belize. Yeah. Belize. Oh, yeah. Great oh, yeah. Belize is a... Just, yeah. just a phenomenal album, honestly. I don't have too much to say about it, but... Black Thought will um, get you hooked with the lyrics and Danger Mouse will keep you around for the vibes is how I would describe it in that. Like the beats are very catchy. There's not really a chorus that sticks out in my mind like off the top other than because with um, Joey Bass. Like I love that. It sounds like it could be a sample, but I think it's just someone just singing. And um, it's it's a fantastic album. Just under 40 minutes, 12 songs. By the end of it, you're like you're itching for more, but not they haven't overextended their stay. Somewhat of a Tales of the Jedi situation put on wax, <laughs> and um, yeah, great album. Cheat codes, Danger Mouse, and uh, Black Thought. Yeah, no, a great pick. Um, I'll be revisiting it, uh, but uh, incredible, incredible. And I think uh, just to say fast, uh, you got Black Thought, who's been like an elite MC since the the '90s with the Roots. 
And I think that was the hardest part for him to get a solo album because he had those streams of thoughts albums he had. And like you said, yep. the beats just weren't there. No. And when you come from a group like The Roots where it's live band, where it almost sounds like bebop improvisation, how do you get a producer to recreate that? And Danger Mouse just completely killed it. Oh, yeah, absolutely loved it, too. Well, uh, number four. Okay, number four for me. This album dropped so early, and I remember driving to work in winter last year on the night shift, actually. This is when I was on nights, and I listened to this album, like, every every night on my way to work. I re-listened to it the other day, and I'm like, it's got to be on my list because I find these songs just as catchy, and maybe this is really commercial. Maybe it's not, like, super deep, like, just more of a, like a commercial fun album, but it's uh, from a bird's eye view by Corday. Oh, nice! Really nice. dug this album. Uh, yeah, all the songs actually. I even uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, the Coach Carter song I really like, super catchy. But like the first four really hit. Uh, but yeah, from a bird's eye view, number four for me, just on re uh, replayability. Just listen to it so many times. Yeah, I agree, Matt. That's another one. Like that was the I think the first week of uh, January yeah. drop. <laughs> was a big fan of it off the rip. A lot of catchy songs. Um, yeah, I mean Coach Carter's a classic song. Like Champagne Glasses. I think that had that had Freddie Gibbs on there. I'm pretty sure Stevie Wonder. Yep. There's a good little Wayne verse on there. Sinister. Great album. I did listen to it again when I was doing my rundown of like my favorites of the year. Didn't make the list, but um. A, very enjoyable listen and um i think merits a top top five pick like it's it's not crazy at all it's a great album yeah no that's an incredible album and yeah same thing i wish i would have revisited it more um but yeah no corday is one of those young talents that you could see him just a step above a lot of people that's in his uh group that he came out with um Rappers have to stop talking bad about their own albums. He came out uh, and he was all like, I'm disappointed in it. I'm sorry. <laughs> like all these things. And it's a thought that I don't think anybody really had. And he kind of puts that into the universe. And like, it's a great album. Like it's an incredible, incredible album. And yeah, no, it definitely deserves more love. Uh, number three, we just talked about. Number three is Cheat Codes by Black Thought and Danger Mouse. Uh you guys said it all. I, I didn't know what else to add. The features are unreal. The first, like, it's perfection. It's it's great. It's number three. I mean, the, my other two albums, I think, are phenomenal, too. But, like, this one's... I can't say anything bad about it, really. Ph phenomenal stuff. I listened to it just the other day, doing my workout in the garage. And, like, I, I was, like, pausing way too many times. I'm like, I need to stop listening and get back to my work. But, oh. Uh, Great, great stuff. Yeah, I had a number three for the longest time, and then uh, I made a last-minute switch up. You'll see on my next pick. Okay. But it's a great album. And what I was going to say, Brandon, was like, Danger Mouse is someone I didn't know as a producer other than for some reason I, I think I only knew him as like an EDM producer and was very shocked when I saw them as a pairing and like blown away by his production. And like that's what Black Thought needs. Like If he's to put out another solo album, it needs to be with a producer like this. Like Give him that that canvas to paint on you know because yeah, those stream of thought albums like the one Cain and Abel was like great lyrics but that's a pretty much about it like there's no replay value there for me anyways 
Yeah, no, same with me. I mean, I'm a huge Black Thought fan, a uh, huge Roots fan. So anything he drops, not that he's dropped a lot of solos besides those ones now, um, but I'm always on, yeah, and it didn't have that replay value. Danger Mouse makes it. And he is, he is a guy that was EDM. He goes in and out of a lot of genres. And he got, like, I first heard about him when he remixed the Black Album as the Grey Album. And um, he basically just mashed Beatles with Jay-Z for the Black Album. But it was, like, genius. And, uh, no, he's really, uh, really dope producer. No, great pick, Matt. Um, so my number three, the one that I just said bumped out... Um black thought there a uh, last minute uh, switcheroo would be from an artist that i've um, grown to appreciate a lot more in the last few years and um talked about him already a couple of times this episode and it would be uh, the album called 10 by west side gun i was nice. waiting for that one to pop up just uh yeah what can i say i've become a full-on fan of west side gun love this album it's a very what i like about the albums that he drops are that they while some people might think they all sound the same and he's always rapping about the same things i don't think that i do think he switches it up stylistically in terms of the instrumentals that he chooses and some of the features that he mixes it up with and honestly last year i had um the eight edition of this series on my list I said that you don't come to a West Side Gun album for his rapping. Like, you come for the features and the beats. I honestly think, like, he did his thing on this album in terms of rapping abilities. There's a few songs that he really surprised me and, um, like, was by no means the weakest part of his song and songs. And uh, that's mostly a testament to, like, the features that he brings along for the ride. But on Fly God Jr., which um, is produced by his son and has, like, is definitely more trappy, like with the snares and like a pretty simple beat. I love how he raps on there. Super kick party and especially Peppas. That's probably the song that I, I really love what he did in his verse. And um, but yeah, no, the features and um, the presence of his Griselda artist, specifically Stove God Cooks, is on like half the songs on this album. I love his presence on here. I said I, I wanted to see his album drop this year. It hasn't happened, so I'm looking forward to next year, hopefully. And, um, yeah, just a, a great album in my opinion. And, um, yeah, that's my number three. I really enjoyed it. Usually like, like you said, a West side gun album, I'm like tapering off halfway through. I'm like, I gotta take a break. I'll come back next month. <laughs> uh, but this, I listened all the way through. I listened to it more than once. Um, yeah, no, it was a great project. Uh, out of what I've heard, it's probably my favorite thing I've heard from him released so far. Like really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, I was going to say the same. Uh, it's my favorite West Side Gun album. It's I still got it on my phone. Like, I still listen to it. And I think I'm liking it more every year, Eric. So Watch maybe out. next year is the year for yeah. me for <laughs> top 10 lists. Um, and also, it is a kind of a shorter album compared to what he dropped last year. If you listen to both the side A and side B, like that was a, a collection of 36 songs. So this is more digestible, 12 songs. The first one being a skippable intro. So really only 11 songs. But uh, no, he did his thing on here. So um, he just keeps moving higher and higher next year. Like he might be on your list, Matt. He might be my number one next year. Who knows? But um, <laughs> all right. So that's it for West Side Gun 10. Nice. Brandon, you got three and two. Three and two. So three, we all said it. Black Thought, Danger Mouse, Cheat Codes. Nice. Um, yeah, not much more to say. This one was number one for a long time. 
universally. So uh, we talked about all the songs, the features, which are incredible. Even Pear and ASAP Rocky with Run the Jewels. Like, I, that's not something I would like, think of, and it sounds incredible. Uh, Russ, once again, gets Shine. Um, but uh, with this album and with Black Thought in general, every time he does something, it's a general opinion, like, he's the best. He releases a 15-minute freestyle on Funkmaster Flex a few years ago. Everybody online, everybody's like, this guy needs to get his shine, top five, he's amazing. Uh, he releases this album. Everybody, it was a general opinion. I didn't see one bad thing said about it. Once again, underrated, top five, one of the greatest. Uh, every time he drops, it's just incredible. He stops the game every time, whatever he does. He drops something on Jimmy Fallon over people playing kazoos and stuff, and people are amazed. Uh, I got the chance to see him in in the concert, and it was just one of the best concerts I've ever saw with the Roots. Uh, he's a showman. Uh, I don't know. He's just one of the greatest, and I love to see him get his shine. And I find it's a general opinion where people are like, he doesn't get enough shine, but every time he drops, it's it's recognized, and it's just great to see. Just an amazing, amazing lyricist. An incredible album. Not a bad song on it. Just a classic. So he's like the Alexander Barkov of the rap game. Like everyone says he's underrated and everyone knows how good he is, but he just can't seem to get to that level of just universally being appreciated for a great. And I agree. It. It's so true. Like you saying that, I feel like I see him on Twitter every year that goes off for five minutes on this freestyle. I'm like, oh my God, this guy's unreal. And then go back to kind of forgetting about him. But he's... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm glad to see that he got a lot of love and um, shine on this. It's too bad I didn't have it at number three, honestly. It would have been like us three, number three on the graphic. But you know what? It's all good. Um, no, great. No, it's, in it's incredible. And even like just to show his reach, I my daughter was in baseball this year. And I had uh, one of the fathers came up to me. We started talking to music. He's got to be like close to 50. And he's like, did you hear that Black Thought album, though? So like, and we had like a twenty minute combo on it. Uh, so it's just yeah, uh, universally, I'm just I love to see it, see him getting all that shine every time. Great stuff. But, so um, one and two, like well, obviously I'm not gonna say one now. I'm not saying one, but this was this this was difficult. This was like my inner hip hop fighting each other. Like you can't you can't. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, but number two, uh, Nas King's oh, Disease Three. Okay. Yeah, like I, I thought for sure it was in the first slot. I was like, it's a given. I don't even have to listen to anything. Um, but <laughs> it's incredible. The whole album uh, is incredible. He's another artist that whenever he drops, I get nervous. Because he, I, to me, I find, I think he's the best living, breathing MC today. I don't think there's anybody better. I think his run with Hit Boy is like legendary. It's going to go down in history. You've got a guy who's been in the game for 30 years uh and he's now he's just released four albums in like two years and they're all quality and they're all getting better hit boy they've got a chemistry together like uh when i heard legit the the sample on legit is just nuts when that beat kicks in i get like i get hyped i'm excited like it's just incredible the idea he has for michael and quincy uh that was such a dope concept Hood to Hood, just everywhere they're playing Nas, and it's true. He got really uh, reminiscent on this album. He's not an artist that usually talks about his past, 
like that much or reflects but I found this whole album was just him reflecting on his career uh, the sequel to 21 Summers 30 which I think is a better song uh, that hits hard he mentions the whole uh, fiasco with like Pete Rock wanting to sue him over Illmatic um, he mentions him wanting to work with uh, that album with DJ Premier still coming which I know every like hip hop head like almost passed out when he said that I hope it comes true but at the same time I hope he keeps uh, releasing music with Hitboy. I find that both like elevated each other. And I can't say that Nas, Nas's lyrics and voice carries the album. The beats are right there with him. Uh, they've got a chemistry. They just seem to be in this pocket. And uh, I couldn't stop listening to the album. It was hard to put it at number two. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, to me, blew it away. And I think he cemented himself as the greatest MC with this album. Just uh, really dope stuff. Yeah, I had a feeling this would either be number two or one for you. It's um, a good idea of what number one might be, but we'll see. Um, never assume anything with these lists. But um, Matt, any thoughts on KD3 or will we perhaps be seeing it as well down the road? The ladder. The right. ladder. So, <laughs> so <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll just go, I guess, to my pick. Number two it might surprise some people. I think it uh, for sure will. It's um so this is gonna be three years in a row now that I have this artist on my list. Always collaborates with uh, other artists and um, gives them a uh, soundtrack to rap over. So that would be Harry Fraud. He's one of my favorite producers in um, doing his collab albums with these artists. Sometimes lesser known. And um, when I discovered him, he was making beats for another artist for a long time. And I find that the, these two have the most chemistry out of anybody and that would be french montana so my pick is montega by uh, french montana and harry harry fraud you're not gonna see this one on top 10 lists i'm just let me tell you but for me this was an album that i thoroughly enjoyed start to finish all year long french montana divisive rapper and um some might say bad rapper but for me I always have had a, um, a soft spot, I guess, for him. And um, while he has released objectively bad albums in the last few years, this is a pure return to form. And I truly think that it's because of the um, Harry Fraud produced album. He gives him the perfect wavy beats to provide both bangers and catchy melodies. And uh, French Montana, sneaky, solid rapper. And... Um, yeah, so I would definitely recommend if you haven't given if you have a preconceived notion about French Montana, throw it out the window. Give this album a shot. Um, I think it's great and uh, good work on music as well. So Montega, French Montana, and Harry Fraud. Nice. I think I started listening to this. I don't know what happened, but it kind of just got forgotten. And not for the music or anything like that. Um, I gotta seen it that high on your list. I gotta check it back out. Uh, as far as French Montana rapping, he might not be the best rapper, but he knows how to create good songs. He knows how to choose good beats. Uh, this is a guy who was around in the early two thousand with his video camera, deep in it with Dipset and all these other hardcore New York uh, groups and rappers. And he knows how to make a good song. He knows how to choose that New York style type beats. 
Uh, so this is definitely one I gotta go back to. And like you said too, Harry Fraud's amazing. I thought he's made, uh, he produced the best album for Dave East and Hoffa. Um, yeah, yeah, incredible producer. This one, I had it, it's crazy. I had it and then I don't know what happened. So I gotta go back and listen to it. <laughs> Completely missed me by. Great pick, great yeah, pick. Thanks. And Matt, have you checked this out? Honestly, I don't remember if I did. I think I did, but one listen gotta give another fair chance it's that high on your list i gotta re-listen to it for sure we'll also say like for me there's um not a bias but like i've been listening to french montana for like over a decade so i've always just been a fan so that's definitely a reason as to why like i had it i have it this high but i, I truly think like it is a good return to form from him and um it just goes like start to finish like no skips for me and um, nice Benny and Jadakiss feature as well and bricks and bags that's just a banger and I hope uh, French keeps putting out music with Harry Fraud again like um yeah the, the single single producer projects are the way to go like I have four of them on my list you get the two two All and right. one combo my two platter. and one well you guys aren't stupid I haven't said Katie King's Disease three yet so is it gonna be one or two You'll find out right now. So my number two is King's Disease 3 by Nas. Um, <laughs> Brandon said everything perfectly. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to talk about King's Disease 2, which went way up higher for me than last year. Like, I think I had it t number 10 on my list or something. But, man, that album's grown on me a lot. King's Disease 2. Freaking awesome. St I, I still have it on my phone. I listen to it to this day. Now, King's Disease 3, I like it even more. And like you said, Legendary Run, King's Disease 1, 2, 3, and Magic. Uh, you, you said so much, Brandon, on it. And Eric, you too. I like that song at WTF, Shaking My Head, like that with the kind yeah. of making fun of like, not making fun, but shedding light on that. I don't know, like cool stuff like that. But um, even his wordplay in that, where yeah. he does the whole round of it, is just incredible to hear. Oh, I love like, it. Like, yeah, that was the dope one, yeah. And and I know this album will just grow on me the more I listen to it, too. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it for, like, you guys have already said so much on this. That's my number two. Nas is one of my favorite rappers. Enough said. Now, my number one, you you, you each get one guess as to what it is. So, Eric, what do you think my number one is? Um, I have a guess. I'm going to go um, Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes, okay. Your Future. Okay. Brandon? I would probably say the same thing. That was a great album. That was, <laughs> that was a really good album. Oh, damn, sure. you guys are good because that is my number one. <laughs> Denzel <laughs> Curry, Melt My Eyes, See My Future. Damn, I'm shocked. That, well, I'm not shocked. It was a phenomenal album. From start to finish, no skips. Everything works for me in this album. Like, it came out fairly early, if I remember, and I listened to it a lot, and I thought I'd get, like, fatigued on it, but I still haven't listened to it the other day, just to make sure. I don't know, like, I don't know Denzel Curry that much. This album worked perfectly for me. Super catchy songs, the beats. I like, like, his, even the last couple songs, Sanjuro and Zatoichi, like, that's, those are, like, Japanese movies, samurai movies, and, like, I don't know, like, everything worked for me for this album, guys. Uh, that's why it's number one. I had to put it over Nas and Cheat Codes. I'm just like, this one I listened to the most out of any other album. So, Denzel Curry, number one. 
Yeah, it's a great, great album, it, honestly. Um, Denzel, one of the up and coming. I wouldn't even say up and coming anymore. Like he is just, in my opinion, one of the best young rappers in the game. He's twenty seven, and I think with this album, like he really hit his stride and find like a balanced act in rapping about like stuff that he's dealing with, like mental health and um, just navigating through the world, like with like COVID and all that, and uh, just like hard raps too. Um, some catchy songs like he alternates between bangers and um, slower songs like with some good melodies good features no it's just an overall really good album and um, well I was just looking at your list like I've, I just educated guests on what was left um, I knew yeah, that yeah. Kendrick Kendrick was gone so um, it's uh, no great album honestly and it did drop early in the year right so um, might have been forgotten for some and um yeah, no, that's incredible, incredible album. If um, Recognize My Car is my favorite song of the year, Walkin' is my second. Uh, it's just incredible. That's my youngest daughter. That's her favorite song. <laughs> like, nice. it's, it's like, put on Walkin'. Uh, but no, it's... I, I'm also not as familiar with him. I knew him as the guy with weird albums, like <laughs> Taboo and all these things. I'm like, I don't know, Zulu. I'm like, I'm not sure about this guy. Uh, it's the first album I like really sat down with him. And I was blown away. Like, great pick. So, yeah, my number one would be the last three years. Like, every time an album has dropped, that ends up being my number one. Like, I know it right away. And, like, I'm oh, I'm just looking for that next album to drop to be like, okay, like, this is going to contend for or not. Never happened this year. It's been my number one from the jump. And, Matt, this is how I knew it was going to be yours because it's mine. Denzel Curry, Melt My Eyes, See Your Future. Like, (laughs) literally nothing came close for me all year long. Like, this is my number one from the jump. And I knew that Kendrick was the – like, I thought anyways Kendrick would challenge for that. But even at that, like, even with the – like, I don't even have Kendrick on my list, which might be crazy looking back. I think think in the future I'll I'll listen to it more and I'll be like, damn, it probably should have been there. Melt My Eyes, See Your Future – in my opinion, does everything that Kendrick's album did, but for me was easier to listen to. And like, I just liked the songs more. And, um, from the first song, like melt session one, like, um, we talked about with cheat codes. As soon as that started, it had a cinematic feel to it. I'm like, all right, like I'm in for a good one here. And, um, does not disappoint. It's all my listen to the most, other than um, apparently my most listened to album this year is the Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince soundtrack, but we're not going to talk <laughs> about that. Um, yeah, Melt My Eyes to Your Future. The, even the deluxe nice. version, which dropped in September, which I was kind of unsure about. I don't know why he dropped another album. He basically dropped alternate versions to a lot of the songs on the album with different beats, like remixed. They're fantastic. So if you haven't heard oh. of that, I would, I would recommend that as well. It's really good stuff. And there's two other so- two bonus songs on there as well. They're both amazing. Um, yeah, nice. Be- Denzel's best album by far. Like I've been a fan of his since around 2016, and I thought like Taboo was his best album, but this is like above and beyond by far. He got snubbed at the Grammys. Not that I think that really matters at the end of the day, but this is an amazing <laughs> album. If uh, you haven't heard Melt My Eyes to Your Future, strong recommend. Loved it. Really, yeah, great. Awesome. I really wish I would have uh, put it on my list now. That was, <laughs> but I do. I have to say, like once again, it might be a generational or age thing, but that was an album I kept going back to. Uh, that and Vince Staples, I put them kind of together and uh, like one after the other. And yeah, no, it was an incredible, incredible album. 
I could see why. So for my number one, I don't think it's a surprise, but I did go with Kendrick, uh, Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morale, and the Big Steppers. Um, when I first listened to it, like I knew it was good, but I didn't know how good. It was a heavy listen. And like I listened to it, and I put it away for at least a couple of weeks. I was like, I don't know if there's a song that I could play outside of the album. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, but after a while, I ended up getting the physical, the CD. I'm like, let me really just put the headphones on and listen. And I was blown away. I think it's like a piece of art. Um, I think it's going to be his magnum opus. He's, it's, we're, the first disc, because it's broken up into do, two discs. So Mr. Morale is literally, I mean, the whole album is him in therapy. It's him sitting down on that couch, united in grief. It literally starts off with him talking about everything that's going on with him dealing with everything. Uh, he then switches it up with N95, where he, to me, kind of cements himself back. Like, this is how, like, great rapper, like, just lyrically going. And then he just keeps going back. And I find, like, in today's day and age, especially in certain areas if you grow up in, where therapy is taboo, where it could be looked at as weak, uh, I think he's pushing, like, a very important message that you should. And by the end of the album, um, where he stops, where he's like, I choose me, uh, it's like he kind of, like, realizes what he... He's not perfect, he doesn't fix all his issues, but he knows what he has to focus on. Um... And then you take it, like I could, like Rich Spirit, Count Me Out, uh, those are songs I could listen to on a playlist. I found those were like incredible, incredible songs on their own, and once again fits into the album. Um, like you said, Auntie Diaries, who's really going to talk about that? Mother I Sober, talking about the abuse of his mom and how he couldn't help her. Uh, even how they kept pushing... We're asking him if his uncle did something to him and he kept saying no. And it's all because his mom was sexually abused. So even though that traumatic experience didn't happen to him, them pushing it on him became a new traumatic experience. Uh, there's like layers to this album, uh, which I find is just incredible. We Cry Together, as you mentioned. That's a really rough song. That's a hard song. Uh, the only thing I can really compare it to like on first listen is like Eminem's Kim. Where like you just hear all this yelling, you hear all this screaming, and you don't know what's going on. You can't really process it. But go back and listen to it again. And yeah, you hear the points. You hear both sides of that argument. It's not just like vile. It's There's a point to it. Um, I just like Father Time. I don't know. I listened to it. In my going into this list, it was Nas, uh, Joe, uh, Nas Black Thought, Kendrick. And going back to Kendrick, I think I listened to it back to back a couple of times in a row. And it's a heavy, heavy album. Uh, there's just so many things. Having Ghostface on it blew my mind. I got super excited to hear him bring out Ghostface. Yeah, Mr. Morale is like almost like the victory song of the album, of him making that breakthrough. I just think, I think it's going to go down as a piece of art. I think it's an important talking piece. I think it's just an important album i think it's like very uh brave and honest of him to do it comparing the uh, f word to the n word and the ignorance that both could carry without you knowing the weight of that word uh he touched on a lot of subjects on this and i don't know i was blown away i was really really blown away so yeah no, that's why it might be the obvious pick but i really think uh 
yeah, really loved it. Really loved it. I mean, hey, the obvious picks are the obvious picks for a reason. And I think like you've laid out a bunch of reasons as to why like myself should probably revisit it. And I did listen to it before we did this al- this episode, to be honest. But I also didn't listen to it in full. I did stop like maybe a third of the way in. It's a heavy album, right? Like it's not something that myself anyways would throw on to like vibe to necessarily. But like if you take the time to sit with it, listen, truly listen to what he's rapping about like there are there, there is greatness to um to really appreciate here and um yeah i mean uh, you saying that it could be his magnum opus definitely makes me want to to sit with it more and like i said i definitely see this as an album that when i look back on my list in a few years i might be like yeah like that's a top five maybe even higher album but um for me at this point in time wasn't but it's, um that's the beauty of a list right like you can always revisit yeah. them and um yeah, I mean, it's a um, time capsule where we're at a certain point in time. So, no, great pick, and uh, great picks, everybody, honestly. Yeah, great pick, Brandon. Had a feeling this was your number one. Just your Instagram posts when you post about the album, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Magnum, <laughs> magnum opus. Like, that's a big, you don't throw those words too often. Like, words. No. describe an album, right? So. Yeah. And well I don't said. think it's the album you'll go to. I don't. I don't know if you'll play that more than uh, Section Eighty or more than Good Kid, uh, but like to pimp a butterfly as a full album. It's just the story and what he discovers in it and what you discover with him. I just find is like really incredible, almost like a like a deep playwright, or like a screenplay, like. You got there's so many layers. Like I just yeah, just something uh, that got better for me each with each listen. Was there a better opener for an album? Like anticipation, we haven't heard from Kendrick. Could he do it again? He drops a video of him and like Kobe, Nipsey, uh what he was saying in that song. Like, I mean that that for me I was like blown away by that. So I found even the whole build up to the album was like like that was Kendrick. Yeah, it was dope. And I wonder if he'll make us wait again, like quite a few years before we hear from him. We'll see. Baby Keem collab album down the road. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. And that's another thing too. I found when he put him on the Savior's intro, it was reminiscent of a uh, little Drake did for Kendrick. Give him a big look. Even though Baby Keem had his album that was good, to get him on that intro, to get him that big look, and to be such a great artist, like I love Baby Keem. I didn't know about him before his album that dropped last year, and I'm a huge fan now. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see what he'll do next as well. Um, speaking of which, do you guys have anyone in particular that you're looking for to drop next year? So just quickly, in our last episode for albums that we're looking forward to this year, Brandon, you had said you were looking forward to Joey Badass, who was on your top five. And also the elusive LL Cool J album, which I know it's <laughs> not right. dropped, unfortunately. It's still dropping. Yeah. It's still, it's, I still um, hold it out hope. Matt, you had said Freddie Gibbs. And I said, like I said, school, uh, Stove God Cooks and Danny Brown both did not drop. So yeah, any, anyone that you guys are looking forward to next year? The first one that comes to my mind is uh, De La Soul. Uh, okay. Early, or a yeah, a few months ago, uh, Prince Paul put up a post. And uh, if you know Prince Paul, he worked on their first album. Uh, he was basically 
the driving force or one of the main driving force behind that album is a producer with a lot of ideas and he put up a post and he's like back in studio and they haven't really worked together since then and that's like 1989 and prince paul if you don't know prince paul he's done albums i i think uh, matt i've told you about his uh, prince among thieves he's a very like uh, cinematic storyteller it's uh, so that would be my number one pick just De La Soul never disappoints, and to see him back with Prince Paul, um, I can't wait. I'm, like, really hyped for that one. I uh, I hope that's not the case there, but I could definitely see that being another LL Cool J situation. <laughs> there's, a, there's a theme. Yeah, who knows, who knows. But I'm hoping that drops. That drops for you. Matt, uh, do you have anything that you're, anyone that you're looking forward to next year? I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think The Roots are supposed to drop something. Yes. Uh, next yeah. year, and I love the Roots. I was listening to their "Things Fall Apart" album the other day at work. Actually, it was incredible. Dead. No, I don't know. I I don't want to like like. Of course, I'm excited if LL drops an album, and I mean, I hope Nas drops another album next year. I don't know if it's gonna happen, but like, why not? So no, I don't know. I'm just gonna take it as is. I'm excited if any old school band comes, like Della Soul. Like that would be cool. Yeah, I mean, me too. Eric? Like excited for whoever there but like one person i do want i hope drops is um asap rocky like now it'll be yes. five years in 2023 that he hasn't dropped and there it looked like he was gonna drop an album at some point this year he's teasing that it would be soon obviously not the case but no asap is someone i've been a fan of for a long time and i like most of his albums so i hope that he drops a fire album and uh, would be someone that i would have high hopes for to finish on my list going into the year, but we'll see. Like that's the beauty of it. There's always surprises and uh, can't be too like hand picking. Like I want this and this, this person, like there's always those albums out of left field that come up to be the, your favorites, right? Like I never thought yellow wolf in 2021 didn't think Denzel Curry in 2022. <laughs> so it'll just, uh, the universe tends to unfold as it should. Right. So um looking forward but to ASAP Rod, He also released like an incredible song and video too. Um, not too long ago, uh, shitting on me. I forget what it's called, but yeah, no, I'm really, I really hope he drops too. He's made some like great, great music. Haven't heard that. I thought you were gonna say Babushka Boy, and I was gonna say, man, that was in like 2019, no. a long time no. ago, but or 2020. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm. I love ASAP. Like he's very different too, right? And he said that this next album would be another switch up from what he's done in the past. So can't wait to see what he's gonna do for us. Um, we did get a few listener submissions for their picks, so we can run through those quickly. We did get a few Kendricks. So our cousin Sarah said Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. Um, our cousin Dylan, her brother, also said Kendrick. And um, our cousin's husband, Mark, also said Kendrick. And he said the same thing as you, Brandon, that it could be his best album. He um, nice. Nice. also gave honorable mentions to Tana Talk 4 by Benny the Butcher, which was the album I swapped album. out last minute. That was my number 10. Um, Kings of Z3, and It's Almost Dry by Pusha T. So, all good picks in my opinion. Then from my cousin Dan, he submitted Heroes and Villains by Metro Boomin. I don't know if either of you guys got the chance to check this album out. Not yet, but I heard really good things about it. Amazing album. Like, as far as like a trap album goes... Top three of my, like, obviously I had Montega, I would say number one, then Infinity Links, Heroes and Villains, right there, amazing album. The The production by Metro Boomin is unreal, and the features are, like, 
like solid for for that uh, that kind of rap, right? Like Twenty One Savage, Future, Travis Scott on point on here. It was a great song with the weekend. Um, Don Tolliver, like it's a it's a great album. I definitely recommend Heroes and Villains. Dropped late in the year, but um, it was a contender for me, like for the long list there of top ten. And then my brother Zach submitted his al- album was Montega as well, French Montana, Harry Fraud. Uh, we both enjoyed listening to it like a lot, like in the car and stuff, like or at pre-drinks and stuff. Like it's a it's a hype album, so glad to see it get some love as well. Next one was from the homie Chris Shore. He said 2000 by Joey Badass. Almost made my list, honestly. The only thing is, like, I didn't go back to it enough. That's why it wasn't there for me, but, like, I have no complaints about that album. I thought it was fantastic. Um, yeah, that was it for rap. Then we got a few other submissions. I did say, like, for any other genre as well. Um, Ron Antoine submitted Midnights by Taylor Swift. <laughs> Haven't had the chance to listen to that album, but... Heard good things from the Swifties. And have either of you guys had a chance to check this album no. out? Matt, country guy, no uh, midnight. <laughs> no, I did not. And then the last one is um, The Wiggles dropped an album this year. So this is from my coworker, Bobby. So big Wiggles guy. As he has kids, so who knows? Maybe he dabbles with the Wiggles. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't a joke. I don't know. But uh, yeah. So that was it for our listener submission. So thank you very much, everybody, for your picks. Just quickly want to add, favorite verse of the year was on Tana Talk 4, Stove God Cooks, Back Back. Love that verse. I don't know if you guys know it off the top, but um, I always run that one, literally run that one back when I listen to that song. It's just crazy. Nice. That was an incredible album, too. Um, I got to go back to it. That's another one that just got released early. This year had so many great albums um, that there's some where it's like, man, this is like blasphemous not to have it on my list. But there's just so many great, great, great albums. Uh, Really good year of hip-hop. Couldn't agree more. So, yeah, I mean, I think that'd be a good place to wrap it up. Brandon absolutely killed it. Any final notes for the listeners? Um, You can follow me at HipHopFiend85. Um... Just keep listening, uh, spinning records, and uh, yeah, no, that's pretty much it for me. Love, uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, I've been working on this list since January. Uh, I love that. I don't want to force myself in there, but I was like, just in case, I'm gonna start uh, <laughs> making it down. <laughs> Thank you for coming. You did great, Brandon. Uh, your knowledge is bar none. Like, you're sleeping on that Montega album. But, I gotta, I gotta go back. I'm going back. I'm going back today. I got homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, man. Killed it, and uh, yeah, look forward to next year's episode. The list, uh, the new research starts now for all of us. It's great. So yeah, we ran a little long with that episode there, so we decided to cut it short, <laughs> so to speak. And uh, we'll be doing our random recommendations segment in our next episode with hopefully some more things to recommend. Um, so yeah, thanks a lot, everybody for listening. Stay tuned for episodes dropping every two Mondays. Continue to stay safe. Love you all. And yeah, peace.